Hey, Eddie. Hello, James B. Eddie, last night I fell asleep reading Amazing Spider-Man 5, and I had this horrible nightmare. I imagined I read that Spider-Man was asked to team up with Doctor Doom, and then Doctor Doom captured Flash Thompson. It's crazy, huh? <laughs> so um, what really happened in the book? That That's what really happened in the book. That happened in the book? What the fuck? <laughs> Welcome, true believer readers, to another episode of our podcast, Let's Read Spider-Man. I am James B. here with Eddie. And today we're going to talk, Eddie, about two of our issues, Amazing Spider-Man 5 and 6, uh, which featured Doctor Doom and the Lizard. Eddie, I'll tell you that when I uh, looked at issue 5, I noticed on the cover, which has Dr. Doom, it talks about he's the Fantastic Four's arch nemesis. And then uh, also, in, when you turn the page, it talks about him being the Fantastic Four's arch nemesis. He couldn't stop him. All Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four. You know, at the time of this, I, I did my research and noticed the Fantastic Four. They're on issue 18. They've been running now for a couple years. Spider-Man's on issue 5. I don't know. What do you know about the Fantastic Four? What do you think about them? I mean, the Fantastic Four are kind of the bedrock to what's going on with Marvel right now. A little, a little bit to say, but it, it's very clear they're trying to hype up Spider-Man by throwing the Fantastic Four in there regularly uh, into his comics. I, I can't say I particularly like it. I, I mean, I'm more of a Spider-Man guy than I am a Fantastic Four guy. They certainly show up in many different forms regularly through all the comics and do stuff i don't know what do you think james b i I struggle with this one it's it's hard to believe that the fantastic four at one time were were more popular than spider-man and he needed them to to pull him along but clearly they felt they did because they bring him in to the doc ock book he's in obviously the fantastic four is in issue one they're in issue three dr doom's in issue five yeah Uh, i guess they're the best we have available besides spidey of course let's jump into uh Jump into this. This is not the Fantastic Four's book. Um, this is Spider-Man's book, although I think Dr. Doom is in their fifth book as well. Spider-Man, in this issue here, um, has to deal with the fact that Jameson is laying into him uh, you know, on the news, and as usual, as I've pointed out, the Midtown High kids, they're the only ones who really love Spider-Man. Peter continues his trend of backing J. Jonah Jameson when the kids talk about him to try to throw them off the scent. He's like, ha I've got a plan. I'll... I'll just say how much I hate Spider-Man, which is always a little, little funny to me. But Doctor Doom reaches out to uh, Spider-Man. He, he calls out to him, Eddie, and he says, hey, let's join forces. And, of course, you know how to reach out to Spider-Man because the chameleon taught us you just have to use spider-wave transmissions. Uh, Spider-Man shows up. At one point, he even makes a comment that he's thinking about, hey, this might be a good idea, but quickly rejects Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom says, hmm, I'm going to find out uh, Spider-Man's identity, which is the second time in this comic Somebody has mentioned to find out Spider-Man's right. identity. That's a big setup because we're going to head off to a, a plot line that involves Flash showing up in a costume, and he, which has been sewn, of course, by the girls, because uh, girls can sew Spider-Man <laughs> costumes apparently as well as Peter in the beginning, but not better than he can later. He decides he's going to prank on Peter. He's going to show up as Spider-Man and be like, ha-ha, you know, you're saying all these bad things about me, figuring that Peter's going to be really really upset it doesn't really doesn't really go that way uh does it eddie 
No, no. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna slow down there and go back to Doctor Doom contacting Spider Man. I think this is like a serious weakness. I mean, if I was Doctor Doom, I'd just broadcast nonsense nonsense into Spider Man's head, kind of incessantly. If you can just, he can't turn off his spider sense, right? So, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting way that they they uh, are contacting him, both Doctor Doom and the Chameleon from earlier comics. So yeah, so um, Flash decides he's going to play this great practical joke with the the outfit. Peter's kind of lost in thought here for a, for a long time, and uh, Doctor Doom gets together with his helicopter. Flash Thompson like finds the spot where he's going to surprise and scare Peter Parker because we all know Peter Parker doesn't like Spider-Man, that Peter Parker. And he hides behind this thing, and Dr. Doom flies down and sees Flash Thompson in full Spider-Man regalia and snatches him up right there. And so it's like it's like the Flash Thompson and Dr. Doom comic here for a little bit. And Peter Parker's none the wiser. So so then, uh, yeah, so Dr. Doom ends up broadcasting all over TV that he's got Spider-Man. And that means there's this great moment when Peter Parker's like, yeah, you can have Flash Thompson. It's no problem for me. So uh, he decides, of course, that he has to go do the right thing because he's already learned this lesson. Uh, right, James B? That's where we are with Peter Parker. Yeah, sure. Even though it says in the show notes you're going to summarize pages 10 through 12, you could stop right on page 10 and <laughs> have me cover up for you. So, uh, yeah, the Peter Parker, uh, at that point, decides he has to get out of his house, which um, his first thing he's got to plan, he's like, hey, I, I, I'm just going to go out and run an errand. And Aunt May's like, uh, no, 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 um, you know, you're just a boy and there's all these terrible people in the, in, out there. I don't want you to do that. So Peter's like, hmm, how can I get out of this house? He's like, well, I know what I'll do. I'll just uh, remove the master fuse and put Aunt May in complete darkness and then say, oh, sorry, Aunt May, we're in complete <laughs> darkness. She shows up holding a candle because that's what people do back then. They walk around with candles and he's and he's like, I got to have to go out and get some new stuff. And she's like, OK, well, I guess in that case, you might as well leave. So he he takes off, and uh, he and you know you said his spider sense is kind of an issue when it comes to picking up uh, I, I waves. I think it's a big issue. Well, it it yeah. also is. It, I I don't know how he turns it on and off, but he's literally flying around town in his webs, and he's using it to try to like pinpoint. He's like you know almost like a radar. Like is Doctor Doom there? Is Doctor Doom there? And then at some point he says, "Whoops, hold it." I'm beginning to sense something. Good old spider sense hasn't failed me yet. I can feel the hostile emanations clear up here from that abandoned factory below so he actually uses that spider sense you know he can turn it on and off but he uh he does fight dr doom who's constantly panel after panel unleashing trap after trap which is dr doom's method of battling the fantastic four he has a lot of traps he has a lot of fake if you capture dr doom it's always a robot because he has he's constantly got an unlimited robot so they could destroy him up oh, that was the right. robot oh they one got away oh that was the real one but um peter parker fights dr doom kind of uh you know just sort of like dodges everything he throws at him finally when he catches him again I'm, I'm sure it's yet another robot and in the end dr doom is just about ready to finish spider-man off he's got a he's got a plan he's got and then up oh, something shows up and yes it is the fantastic four again invading our issue like i said they show up in every issue they pull up and they're like the calvary and spider-man gets out of there and the fantastic four they 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 grab uh they grab flash and then they realize, oh, this isn't this. I've seen Spider-Man close up. Says, 
the uh, Human Torch. This isn't him. This is some jabroni. And um, Peter goes back to uh, school, and uh, you find out quickly they, they close up everything on the last page. Aunt May, don't worry. She went next door. She just walked next door, so she was fine. Thanks for leaving her all night. Betty Brant is like, oh, by the way, kind of like loving you, Peter. And Flash is now the BMOC, which they uh, let us know oh. is the big man on campus. Man. And Liz turns to Peter and says, hey, why are you so gloomy? That's how this uh, issue ends. Eddie, give me some thoughts about what's going on here. Just doesn't just doesn't like Spider-Man. Can everyone just live with the fact that Peter doesn't like Spider-Man? Oh man, BMOC. This is this is a classic line from my mom and uh, my uncles of that generation. They they love talking about the BMOC, and I it took a long time for me to really understand what the big man on campus was. <laughs> all throughout, uh, I know it's used all throughout Spider-Man in a lot of these early comics. I mean, it's it's incredible how Doctor Doob just. He's like, Fantastic Four, I'm out of here. He doesn't even put him in a fight. <laughs> he's in his lair. Like, he's already prepared for the Fantastic Four. Like, I know he's fighting Spider-Man, but... Actually, like, he, he does kind of say kind of it more like out. the... He plays it more like the odds. He, he, he does say, I can't defeat all of them and Spider-Man. I'm not sure he says that, but I understand it's like there's too many of them for him, you know? So, yeah. That's how I thought of it. At and, least. Like, and just my other one to comment about here is how how good Spider-Man has gotten at creating things with his web. I mean, I know I've talked about, like, he's a master, like, costume maker, knitter. And I feel like Aunt May, it's come from Aunt May and her days of, I don't know, I feel like Aunt May's knitting all over the place and te- teaching Peter this stuff. But the things he can make with a web all throughout this uh, this issue is very impressive, really up to his web creation game. Uh, the the real thing, if we're going to talk about his uh, Spider-Man being like uh, better than we think about his web creating, Spider-Man really holds his own against Doctor Doom, and yet the Fantastic Four takes four of them to hold their own against oh. Doctor Doom. You wonder, you know, the math equation is Spider-Man equal Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom equal Fantastic Four, Spider-Man equal Fantastic Four. I mean, he should be yeah. better than any one of them, right? Right. Or all of them, I mean, all of them combined, uh, we could say. So, Eddie, before we... Um, Actually, I was going to say we could do our sponsor break now, but let's let's um, see if we can knock off our dated references and insults on this issue. We can because we do have another issue to talk about in a minute. So, Eddie, did you find any of your uh, dated references in here? I mean, my BMOC takes the cake for me. The BMOC, <laughs> big man on campus, everybody. That that's by far my favorite one. I mean, Spidey refers to Doctor Doom as a rattle trap. Or any he also talks about the knitting parlor at one point, but um, <laughs> plenty plenty of good references all throughout. Oh, just like the cavalry at the TV Western too for when the um, Fantastic Four arrive, right? Um, any insults from you, James B? I got mine. Doctor Doom isn't much of an insulter. I think he calls Flash a cringing, sniveling coward. How about you? Uh, you're a panty waste. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> classic. <laughs> it's not I quite, just, it's not like quite bookworm but it does make a lot of appearances that's a great one <laughs> it makes a lot of appearances uh speaking of appearances time for our sponsor to appear of this right. episode uh eddie today's sponsor is uh the tourism department of uh, latveria eddie did you know the kingdom of latveria is a small country in europe and one of the hottest new destinations come visit famous landmarks such as doom falls the latvarian academy <laughs> of the sciences the Folding City and Castle Von Doom. Flights of Doom's airport are limited, so act today. Uh, Eddie, have you ever used uh, have you ever Flights used of Doom? Sport? 
Yeah, have you ever considered uh, traveling to Latveria? <laughs> on a, a nice Doom charter? <laughs> Sorry. That, Eddie, as uh, usual, I, making you know. fun of our sponsors. And sorry, that... <laughs> sorry. This is good. Dr. Doom's going to be at my door. <laughs> you know, we seem to need a new sponsor. We never get a renewal. So, uh, Spider-Man goes right. to uh, goes to become a, a monthly issue at this point. I believe they... I think it says in the back... The last part of uh, issue five, it says, Thanks to your overwhelming response to Peter Parker's offbeat adventure, Spider-Man is now published monthly. Don't be a Johnny-come-lately. Reserve your copy of the sensational issue at your news dealer now. You won't want to miss the new supervillain, superventures, and super surprises in store for you. So, we are... It is now a monthly comic, and... Yeah. It starts off with a, a cover that you've mentioned. Is this the cover that you've talked about? You've seen it before in your house back in the old days? Uh, uh, not The Doctor Doom one is the one I've seen. I do really like the cover of this lizard one, though. It's a very exciting-looking cover to me. Yeah, the, the, I was waiting till the panel comes up later that, that shows this one here. But the lizard story, I, I can summarize this, Eddie, quickly in, in, in a minute or Go so. Go Because I, I know you enjoy it more than I do. But basically, the lizard, for those who didn't read this, is terrorizing the Everglades in Florida. So Jameson Prince challenges Spider-Man the Daily Bugle. Um, after rescuing Liz from some thieves at the National History Museum, Spider-Man convinces J. Jonah Jameson finally to send Parker to Florida to take photos of the battle. The lizard is actually Doc Connors, a scientist who tried a formula to regrow his own missing arm. The formula worked, but it slowly made him into an uncontrollable evil lizard. Spider-Man defeats the lizard by using science in the end and changes him back to human. That's basically the story uh, in a nutshell here. Uh, so I will let you jump around and talk about anything you want to talk about now, Eddie. You All think? right. Free free reign here. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> Limited show notes. I can move around here, right? Um, the uh, Spider-Man, I just I want to talk about how J. Jonah Jameson is printing headline stories for money. <laughs> I mean, I think this is something that kind of comes up with how, how J. Jonah Jameson's conscious plays into a lot of aspects of his life. Um, that are interesting. And once again, uh, there's always this money. Money's always rolling around Spider-Man for one reason or another. It's, it's interesting to me how it dominates kind of a lot of the thinking of many of the characters too. I, I got to point out something that I think is really prominent in this this comic. Spider-Man's outfit. James B., did you see Spider-Man's outfit? Uh, Peter I mean, Parker's? Not Spider, excuse me, Peter Parker's outfit. My bad. Um, he's wearing a tie clip, it looks like. Is that what you're yeah, thinking about? I mean... In, oh, then, oh, then it incorrect. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Then he he wears his tie, and then when he goes when he goes out on the town. You're saying to the museum, he's no longer wearing a tie. I mean, he's got the tie on at work, right, at the mm -hmm. Daily Bugle. But then, correct me if thought, this is a school trip, right? This is not like no, 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 no. Oh, is it's it out on the town. Because wouldn't you know, we'd find Bookworm Parker oh, here. Like, no, oh. Flash is taking Liz to a lecture. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I just I thought it was important to note that. Peter Parker doesn't have a tie on. He's like he's like quite suave looking, I would say. Yeah, that's a big uh, shirt and his outfit. Yeah, I love talking about the, the of the outfits. By the way, there are, there are times when things change colors in these issues. Like Liz is wearing a blue uh, dress when she starts the lecture, and then it's green the rest of the time. Like we're not going to slam those guys on their on their those types of problems. But as far as lighting. Sure, but uh, but yeah, he is wearing not a tie. He's he's dressed up for. He's dressed up because he's he's going out, and by dressed up, he literally just changed his shirt, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but he doesn't have the tie on. I I think it's a notable. He, I mean, how stylish he's Peter Parker's looking in this. Wait, you're right, and he and he does wear that. 
when he goes when he goes back later to see uh to see Betty, he's also wearing the stylish issue. That's right. Again. Yeah. But when he goes on the trip with J. Jonah, you know, he's back to his tie. Back, he's yeah. professional. Yeah, so there. You know, never little... appear in front of J. Jonah Jameson without a tie on. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and did you see his uh, his excuse for uh, how to get away from J. Jonah when he first lands on the plane? Do you remember that? Oh, I, I forgot this. What was it? What did he say? He lands the plane and he's got to get away. And he says, like, hey, I'm going to go get a I'm going to go buy a camera and some film. And James, <laughs> he's like, why didn't you buy that crap in New York? You're, I'm paying you by the hour. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, well, sorry, I uh, got things to do, because he, he's going to be gone for essentially forever, you know. And then uh, frustrating to me is the fact that Peter doesn't say like, "Hey, I got these pictures." When I he, he's just like, "Oh, I bought these random pictures of the lizard," and J. Jonah Jameson doesn't believe they're real, even though we know they're real. It's actually it's not that clear to the reader because he just whips out the pictures and says like, "Hey, look at this, I got these pictures," and he's like, "Where'd you get them?" And he's like, "Um, I bought them from uh, an old." He goes, "I eh, bought them from an old Indian guide." So they're trying to let us know that like he didn't buy them from an old Indian guide. Right. He he did get pictures of the lizard, but. You know, wasn't a lot of he wasn't flying around with his camera shooting photos as he normally right. does. So we we assume he just got them at some point and they stuck that in. Little little uh, one of the things you might have to read twice to understand what happened there. I, I got one more, just one more for this this issue too. I mean, this is now at least the second or third time Peter Parker or Spider Man has whipped up some kind of concoction very quickly to go and help or defeat whoever he is up against. I, I'm starting to think that uh, Spider Man's real power is his incredible genius what, what do you think james b about yeah peter so Parker? so just recapping in, in seven issues here he's super strong he can make anything he wants out of webs he's got the same science abilities as reed richards he can whip up shields you know uh, with his web so he's like the invisible girl he can block stuff you know he's the strength of the uh of the thing he's got the flight of the torch he's basically he is really the fantastic four he can do it all yeah I, I, it's incredible. I think it's incredible how brilliant Peter Parker is overall for being a high school science student. Well, he did have some notes, to be fair. True, but <laughs> I mean, this guy's like a doctor, creating incredible things, and he's like, "Yeah, let me just roll into his lab and whip up an antidote, no problem." <laughs> hey, he is, he is, he is the best man on the planet. Liz knows that. That's why she refused to date anyone now until Spider-Man calls her because he called her Blue Eyes, which. Peter will eventually call her blue eyes in a future issue, but she will not make the connection. Apparently, that's not enough of a of a tell. Uh, maybe that's just for the audience. Eddie, let's talk about uh, dated references. Did you did you I'm, see it? I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I got my I got my two. My one. Perish forbid. Perish forbid. <laughs> I like this one that occurs, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna steal another one. Cornball gag. What a cornball gag. <laughs> After reading the destruction by Doctor Doom and face to face with the lizard. Um, I gotta say, these were not my two favorites of the issues I've read so far. I just want to point that out. I mean, I, I like the lizard. The lizard's, I think he's a fascinating character, for sure. I think his immense kind of strength and invulnerability is really interesting. He at, On several occasions, they mention this throughout. Doctor Doom can go back to the Fantastic Four for me, too. See you around. I, I do know that the lizard is considered like a not truly evil villain of Spider-Man, but yeah. they consider uh, Doctor Doom to be one of the most evil villains of Spider-Man. And I'm like, they kind of have the same story. They're both just good people who things went wrong with the with science. But it's interesting how they make the lizard 
so much less of a threat. I mean, he's not even, I know you're not a big movie person, but he gets barely a little yeah. bit of action in the movies. He's, he's kind of in them all, though, by the way. If you know, He sort of lingers around the movies as a as a secondary character all the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's just, he's not that important. I, 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 I rank him below the Vulture, and the Vulture's pretty low on my list. Too. Ooh. But we'll, we'll talk about the Vulture next issue, because he'll be returning. He's going to return. That's right. So, uh, my shocking panel in the Doctor Doom one is uh, right when we were discussing that Flash Thompson gets captured by Doctor Doom. Oh. He's There's a scene where Doctor Doom has got Spider-Man draped over his shoulder, and he's, like, carrying him to his helicopter. Uh-huh. And uh, to see Spider-Man, I know it's not Spider-Man, being carried by Doctor Doom was kind of disturbing to me. I thought that was shocking. Mm. Um, did you have a shocking panel in the Lizard one? Eddie? I mean, I I really like... I, I, I'm a little bit, a little bit tied up here. It has to do with Spider-Man kind of navigating the Everglades, which I think is a really really interesting idea to see him go through the Everglades um, where he is being attacked by tails from all directions and he's kind of like holding on to the side of the wall with his with his web is a is a really it's just a, a striking panel for me to see just how he's like trapped between the, all these whacking tails and then I'm going to cheat and say one more when he's like paddleboarding through the Everglades on his <laughs> paddle boards that he's made for both his feet he's like a gondola he could be singing like a italian opera while he's going through the everglades there on his uh he, he will be he will be singing in our next podcast i assure you when you read ahead but uh, my shocking panel on page 11 is uh the lizard has just frightened um what is actually his his son billy and there's a panel at the very end where there's the lizard saying to Billy, come back. And there's a snake with its mouth wide open looking at the boy. And he says, that snake. The boy says, I, I can't get out of its way in time. The, the snake is going to catch the boy because he's unable to get out of its way. And, of course, Spider-Man swoops in and gets it. But just seeing the snake get ready to bite the little boy with the lizard in the background. You know, lizard apparently can't control the snake for whatever reason. So go figure. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, this has been Let's Read Spider-Man. You can uh, send us emails at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. And uh, once again, I'm James B., joined by... Eddie! Sorry. <laughs> I was still I was thinking about sponsoring my paddleboard spiderweb still. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we will see you next time. Peeling back the curtain again. You did better on the show notes. There, we're, we'll call it even, one one to one. Do you have? Did you have a shocking panel in the Doctor Doom one? Uh, I, you know, I didn't really like. I didn't have a really good shocking panel in Doctor Doom. I, I just in general, I get weirded out by Doctor Doom's eyes all throughout that comic. Anytime they kind of close up on his face and his eyes, his eyes just kind of scare me. So, James B. I believe there's a Fats Domino reference really? in here. Usually it's whenever Spider-Man shows up he, and someone says, Spider-Man, and he says, who do you think it was? And I think it has, I can't believe it's not there, but I, do, I just write them down as I see them. So, yeah, they call them Fats. There's a Fats Domino reference in here somewhere. Oh, I missed that one. All right, do and you have any insults? Hatchet face. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls uh, the best it's one. It's pretty, pretty sassy, too, towards a, such an angry man. But I'll, I'll just go with loudmouth such a loud mouth so he uses that one all throughout <laughs>